1: rise for their majesties of royally obsessed the podcast for all things royals
0: stand by three cheers for her
1: majesty the queen
0: hi there welcome back to royally obsessed i'm caitlin menza and I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at royallyobsessedpodcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. We will
1: never it's stop. a nice thing to do.
0: We will never <laughs> stop loving your reviews, no matter where we are, no matter what happens to us. We love your reviews. And you can we send us. We love positive feedback. We love positive feedback. And you can send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Um, This week, we are chatting about Meghan and Harry's move to L.A. and, of course, their sign-off from Senior Royal Life. We are chatting about some corona updates because, unfortunately, that is the news at the moment. What can you do? And um, then, of course, Lisa and I are signing off. This is our final episode of Really Obsessed, um, but we have some updates about what is to come for the show, um, so stay tuned for that as well, of course. But first up, we have a royal refreshment. And now
1: it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. What are you drinking? Okay, so obviously Caitlin and I are in different apartments because that is how life is right now. and. I am trying not to go to the store unless necessary. So I don't really have a lot of stuff to drink in my apartment. But I did find this champagne, this gender reveal champagne that I (laughs) took when I worked at The Cut. Sometimes they would send like people would send free stuff or whatever. So some company that was trying to get people into gender reveal champagne sent something and it says it's a girl. And I'm not pregnant, but I'm drinking champagne or rosé to celebrate that. It's a girl, I guess. (laughs) It seemed fitting. (laughs) It's perfect.
0: Um, I'm drinking a Barolo um, because, I don't know, I felt like I wanted to locate a red wine um, in honor of Meghan Markle because we know she loves red wine. Enough to name her um, now deceased blog after it. But I didn't find any Tinian Yellow and also I couldn't afford it. Just from what I've seen in the Facebook group, it's like $160 a bottle. What? I know. I can't be spending that kind of money on red wine right now. You know? I need no, to have a longer term happening. wine budget. What with all no. the at-home drinking I'm doing. <laughs> In a healthy, happy way. <laughs> I swear. That's <laughs> how I'm dealing with coronavirus. Um, but yes, I'm sad that we could not be toasting together, but I'm gently and gingerly clinking my wine glass up against my screen. That's what I have to do. Clink, clink clink against a, a Zoom meeting where I. can I see have to Lisa. say,
1: this like gender reveal champagne is very surprising and very good. If you say gender reveal
0: champagne one more time, I just I can't handle it. It's not a thing. Don't <laughs> I make don't it me a thing.
1: I don't know. I mean, look, we're going out in the middle of a pandemic in different <laughs> apartments in completely different circumstances than we ever would have imagined. Because of the aforementioned thing. So got to drink what I have handy. I'm rationing. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I will say like just, you know, last week we announced that this would be our final episode as hosts. Um, and I just wanted to sort of clear the air because we saw a lot of um, rumors and things starting in the Facebook group and we just wanted to clear the air here. Um, this is our last show as host, but the show will continue on with new hosts, which we're going to discuss more in a little bit. Um, but we're leaving on happy terms, OK? <laughs> and yeah. we're focusing on just more of our own projects right now. But we're so yeah, sad and- to leave behind the royally obsessed community.
1: Yeah, you guys have been so wonderful. And it's been such an incredible um, life-changing experience to get to know all of you and then to get messages about your dog walks and your commutes and other life moments. It's just been very special. Yes. Um, And we had
0: decided to, um, that we wanted to step away earlier this year, but we never, like Lisa was saying, we never knew that it would be during a global pandemic and that we'd have to be over Skype and Zoom and FaceTime, you know, recording our final episode. So this is really not how we wanted to go out. Um, Not ideal final episode <laughs> for Caitlin and Lisa's circumstances. But,
1: you know. Yeah. And I mean, Caitlin, look, I am so sad that I'm not with you right now because to me, the show, as I've said before, it's just really like a testament to our friendship. Yes, we talked about the Royals. Yes, I get drunk. But like... <laughs> It's just been such a beautiful love story for us. I really feel like that because you have become one of my very best friends, and I barely even knew you when we started this, and it's been such a remarkable, magical journey, and I can't believe that I'm drinking this gender reveal champagne without you. I swear to God. (laughs) You're lucky I can't throw things at
0: you right now. I'm doing angry fist gestures into the... (laughs) front-facing camera. I just, ugh, gender reveal champagne. What a cursed, cursed phrase. Um, But anyway, okay, let's stop talking about ourselves and read some listener emails about ourselves instead. Just a perfect (laughs) uh, final moment from us. (laughs) Why don't you take the first one from Rachel?
1: Sure. um, They wrote a subject line, Forever Royally Obsessed. Dear Caitlin and Lisa, I never had the courage to write in, even though I'm beyond royally obsessed, but your news last Thursday of today's episode forced me to get over my emotions and write in. My royal obsession started the night my parents threw a party when I was eight years old, and one of their friends started hysterically crying when Princess Diana got in a car crash. Like most listeners, I felt my parents had conned me by not telling me that princesses are a real thing. And from then on, I woke up early watching the Princess Diana funeral and the weddings of William, Harry, and Eugenie. I even told my backup that I'd be calling in sick for Princess Beatrice's wedding. And then um, they continue, this podcast has meant more than you will ever know. I made my dad listen to it from Boston Hyannis since he would ask me how this week's episode went. (laughs) Then I listened to the entire Prince Harry, Meghan Royal recap in January on my drive from Kansas City, uh, Derby, Kansas, laughing out loud about how much you guys love Chelsea Davy and how it is totally normal to have an entire bottle of wine when you find out your ex-boyfriend is engaged. It's the only normal behavior. Wow. Flashbacks, memories. Um, <laughs> not to be a weirdo, but I happened to be in Copenhagen the same weekend as Caitlin back in October 2019 with my boyfriend in va- on vacation. I hope you love Copenhagen as much as I did. Oh, yeah. I sure did. And then um, she attached a picture of a Princess Diana mosaic in Cuba. And then she said that it's incredible to see how Princess Diana impacted people who live under communist rule. And, That's really um, incredible. It's also really yeah. a beautiful mosaic. And she also added, um, you guys have been like two best friends in my Bose headphones on my way to work this past year and a half. If you guys ever in Boston area, let me know. I'd love to meet up. Yeah, let's meet up at the Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I I associate Boston with. And I say that with complete love because I love donuts. I also I swear I'm not being
0: passive aggressive against Boston when I say this but the idea of going to Boston right now is truly a dream I would not usually be saying that but the idea of going anywhere you know that is not within five square blocks of my apartment is like the dreamiest thing I can imagine right now so I will be going to Boston I'll be going to all the greatest places that United States has to offer I can't wait to get on an airplane again I'm so ready to I'll get a tour. out of here. All the Duncans. All the Duncans. Um, thank you so much, Rachel, for writing in. Um, okay, so let's get into royal history. I really, I searched for a happy one, but it was not meant to be. And now, this week in royal history. Will you introduce
1: it, please? Sure. On March 30th, 2002, the Queen Mother um, died peacefully in her sleep at age 101, um, it's very sad. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, she lived a really long life, which is really incredible. And we've gotten a lot of um, really wonderful things out of her. And she's been such a big part of, you know, the crown. So, so many people now who maybe didn't know her before are so aware of her now. Um, and that's yes. very sad. And so when she died, um, Prime Minister Tony Blair, who was the prime minister at the time, um had a statement and he said during her long and extraordinary life, her grace, her sense of duty and her remarkable zest for life made her loved and admired by people of all ages and backgrounds revered within our borders and beyond. Yeah. And, um, I
0: always, Like, I think, well, I I actually, I told this anecdote this time last year. I think we did her as our royal history last week of March last year. But I was on a cruise. I was 15 years old when this happened. And I was on a cruise with my mom and brother. And they announced it on the boat that she had passed away. I think possibly because it was a British cruise. Or we were in British waters at the time, like near a British Virgin Island. And so they announced that she had passed away. um, And it really blew my mind. And I feel like what's interesting to note about the Queen Mom is that, of course, like, she didn't really sign up for that you know she married a prince but he wasn't going to be king and then of course her entire life changed so i feel like that is sort of significant for her narrative and you know i i'm interested by the way she's depicted in pop culture it's often that she was like not a smart aleck but she always had like a funny quip you know she's played by helena bottom carter in the king's speech and she's a real uh cranky one on this most recent season of the crown and I don't know. She seems very entertaining and the fact that she lived to 101 I always keep in the back of my mind related to our Queen Elizabeth and her longevity makes me feel good. We have many years left of the Queen. Um, so yeah, so that's like the unhappy one. I also think this week in real history will be marked by um, the stepping down and stepping away of Harry and Meghan. You know, yes. but I'm not just not using that history. Yeah, I'm not just using that as a transition, but I'd also like to transition to that.
1: Another smooth transition from Caitlin Menza. I, that's me.
0: Right to the end. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So those two, I mean... Again, we didn't plan this, but it happens to be that our final episode is the same week as their sort of final
1: episode. I um, know it's so poetic, but I was like, "Wow, everyone's going to think this is why
0: <laughs> why well, we did it," but not not, not exactly. Um, so, a couple of waves of activity here. So, first, we got the news that Megan is indeed doing voiceover work in that uh, elephant documentary, which is coming out pretty quickly. Right? It's do we have April third, de- April third. So, this episode comes out what April second. So. This weekend you can watch it on Disney Plus, which is so great, um, and that's what I will be doing. I got a Disney Plus subscription as part of my Wi Fi hookup, so that's great. Um, oh, really?
1: Yeah, like they, free.
0: Yeah, for like oh. a couple of for I don't know a couple of months or something. So I'm very excited to see that. Um, I liked all the promotion that they've already sort of given us around how you know. How connected they are with elephants. And this documentary benefits elephants without borders. Um, and they have worked, you know, with this organization for years. And so it's just great. It seems like a real return to form for them. And I'm glad it's something that we
1: can all enjoy indoors, of course. She also has such a lovely, soothing speaking voice. Yes. Like she's who I want to tell me about elephants. Yeah. The other day, <laughs> I want like... her to tell me about everything. I know, but, like, amid intense stress that we're all experiencing, because this is unprecedented, scary times right now, I was watching some, like, nature documentary, and I was just like, this is so peaceful. Yes. I just want to be watching nature documentaries with Meghan Markle narrating to me. (laughs) That's how I want to cope with the next month. I know. I
0: also would, as much as I'm enjoying uh, New York Governor Cuomo's um, daily briefings, I'd be more soothed if Meghan Markle was delivering the news every day. Just a thought. If anything she wants to do to soothe me would be quite all right. Just offering up an idea. Um, but and yes. how's
1: this for a transition? She probably won't do that in New York, but maybe in California. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> so we also got the news this weekend that they moved to L.A. Um, now, let's see. We kind of – this was rumored from the very beginning when they stepped back. I mean, honestly, it was rumored when they got married. People were like, oh, they're going to wind up like – Going, I don't even know if the term could be by coastal, by country and by coastal, like half the time in London, half the time in California. Like that was talked about, honestly, right from the beginning. So it seemed inevitable that they'd wind up in LA at some point. Obviously, uh, this news was greeted with just like so much malarkey, an unbelievable amount of malarkey. Where to start? Yeah.
1: Well, I can get over. Um- people saying that it's just because of the coronavirus. Like, we don't know if that sped up their mood, but they're like, they fled Canada with that has a coronavirus just for LA. And I'm like, there's a coronavirus in LA. Like, Wait, what the-
0: sorry, I want to pause briefly. So it's, we're recording at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. And I, of course, we're both in New York and right now, people are screaming. I hear all the woohooing for the nurses oh, and doctors. Um, that happens. I don't know. This building that I'm in happens to be very loud about that. So I just wanted to point that out. Very sweet oh, little to tradition. Any, to
1: any listeners who work in healthcare in any capacity, thank you so much.
0: Yes. So, so grateful.
1: So another thing I was seeing, I think it was like tweets from royal reporters. Someone being like, so much for them supporting the crown and caring about like the Commonwealth when they're over in California. Like all this insane stuff. Truly, Megan is from LA. She has a child. Her mother lives there. Her mother lives alone there. Like, I I don't know. And LA is lovely. I saw one tweet from a Royals reporter who I will not name who called it a mockery
0: of their commitment to the Commonwealth. And I was like, Uh, I don't think that when they moved to Canada, they made a – I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, maybe I see a lot of things with rose-colored glasses when it comes to the Sussexes, but I don't remember them saying that they are moving to Canada to support the Commonwealth. I think they moved to Canada because they love Canada. They always have. Like, a lot of their relationship was built there, so I'm not surprised that they chose that place, and it's much more low-key as a transition spot than L.A., but – I don't know of all the things to like freak out about them for. So that happened. And then of course people jumped to the security thing. Now I, this oh is like, I, I don't know what to call it. Um, But I feel like this is an ongoing issue that people love to bring up. And I, it's like a way I can spot them as a Sussex hater is how people bring up the security, the security. Who's going to pay for the security? Because mm-hmm. to me, it's such a fake thing. Like, they are very rich and they will spend money on security. We're never going to know the details of the security because it's security and we shouldn't know the details of it. Um, but I don't know why it's such a gotcha moment for people to be like, oh, haha! how are you going to pay for security? Or Canada's not going to pay for it or the U.S. isn't going to pay for it. Like, why is that? why is that the way people think that they're going to like get at them? I don't get it.
1: Another thing I can't even wrap my head around is the fact that we are in the midst of a global pandemic. People are dying. It is terrifying. We are not leaving our homes. And why are the people in charge tweeting about whether or not they're going to flip the bill for Harry and Meghan security, even when they were not even remotely asked that?
0: Yeah. I, again, it wasn't as if, I mean, we don't know the inner workings, but it, Like, the day or the next day after it was rumored, even, that Meghan and Harry had moved to L.A., President Trump tweeted that the U.S. would not be paying for their security. Um, And so within – Like, within 30 minutes. Yeah, within, like, 30 minutes, the Sussexes released a statement saying we will be funding our own security. And, like, that's the last word on it because we're not going to talk more about our private security with the public. That's the whole point, Mm -hmm. Um, which was interesting because, A, the the speed at which they were like, no – not dealing with Trump and be the way they essentially confirmed the move because over the weekend it was still a rumor kind of that they were moving mm-hmm. or it was just being reported, and this confirmed the move. They were like, yeah, we're in l a but we're not asking for security support from the United States taxpayer, and especially not right now, so I like that they did that um yeah, I'm surprised that it happened, I guess during coronavirus, but I don't know when else it would have happened, and uh, you know, maybe they did that before the lockdown, who knows um So that was this weekend. And then, of course, we're recording on Tuesday night. Yesterday, we had them uh, release uh, an Instagram where they essentially said that, you know, tomorrow, March 31st, is our final day uh, as senior royals. And uh, we're not going to use this handle anymore, the Sussex Royal handle. And we're not going to use our website anymore, sussexroyal.com. And we're going to be going dark for a while. And you'll see us in a not, I was gonna say a couple of months, but that's my own interpretation. We don't know when we're gonna see them again. It was just like you're not gonna see us for a while. Um, we're trying to but figure out what's working. best for us. Yeah, we're gonna keep working, we're gonna, you know, figure out what role we have to play in all of this, and you'll see us when you see us, kind of thing. Um, it was another text sort of tile on their Instagram, which is what we've seen from them the last three or four Instagrams. Um honestly, I think it's a little weird that they are retiring the Instagram. I don't completely understand the point of that because you can change an Instagram handle without deleting the account or without losing the account or all of its followers or all of its history, because there have been some wonderful posts on their Instagram and I don't know why they would, it seems like a little severe to me to lose the website and the Instagram account. And I just don't completely get it.
1: I okay, I get that side. But then I also I was reading Lainey and there are various things that she said. She's like, what if this was part of their deal that they have to leave like everything that they built as royals, um, as senior royals behind in order to start this new life? And like, what if in like some way, this is also to show that like, they're not piggybacking off of the work that they did as a senior royal, like if people follow them, it's because they're going to follow them for their private work, they're not going to be following them because they were already following um, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex who were working royals.
0: Yeah. I will just say, I mean, I hate that I'm wrapping up my time talking about Meghan and Harry with what is about to be a small rant. I feel like I should have a small rant sound effect. Wee-wee-wee. Here comes a small <laughs> Caitlin's
1: rant. Caitlin's ranting. Caitlin's ranting. Here
0: comes a Caitlin rant. Um, So I... <sighs> I don't think they needed to do this little statement on Instagram. I think it was really, really tone deaf of them to just say like, as a reminder, tomorrow we're done because to me, they announced they were done January 8th. That was the shock. It's been almost three months since that announcement. And I don't completely understand why they needed to bring all of this back up. Like just go, you know, part of the Instagram's Caption was the focus shouldn't be on us right now because there's a global pandemic. And I just feel like, yes, if there's a global pandemic, we shouldn't, you shouldn't be drawing attention to yourselves and the fact that you guys are leaving. We've known you've been leaving for three months. Like, I just can't. And they didn't even say anything new. They just said, like, you won't see us for a while. You won't see anybody for a while. I won't see you, Lisa, for a while. I won't see my own mom for a while. Like, To just, it seems like a little dramatic because it didn't bring us anything new, and the attention just should not be on them right now at all. So I just, I felt like it was not the right move at all, and I wish
1: they hadn't done it. I don't know. Okay, so I will play devil's advocate per use. Um, (laughs) So, so what I would say to that is, yes, I understand that, and I do think like, I I have a really hard time caring about anything other than the coronavirus right now. Like in all honesty, I'm really struggling to care remotely about literally anything else. yeah. But um, I have seen reports that, you know, they had plans for their charity work and for whatever they were about to launch. And this, what's going on right now has likely put a wrench in the plan. And so instead of them, you know, perhaps launching their initiative right away, they just decided, no, we're going to put that on hold. We're going to wait for things to calm down. We are going to focus on helping people throughout this crisis, throughout this pandemic, But we're going to just put out a little statement to let people know that we're still working. We're still doing stuff. We're just going to disappear for a little bit. So that's that's like one side of it. And then also it was going to be a headline. It was going to make headlines regardless because the tabloids, (laughs) I mean, in my assumption, probably make like so much money off of them. Yes.
0: I didn't love how they handled it. I just feel like there were a million other ways they could have done it and one of them Would have been great to be saying nothing at all, truthfully. Um, Something I do like is that uh, Camilla released her own statement or series of statements. Um, So she, uh, via the Clarence House Twitter account, she said, "This this is a hard time for everyone as we are all asked to stay at home to stay safe. But for some of you, it is even harder because home is not a safe place. I can only imagine that being asked to stay there could feel very isolating and frightening for you and your family it may mean spending more time with the person who is harming you if this is your situation or if you are worried about someone else i want you to know that you're not alone you can call the national domestic abuse helpline or contact contact one of the domestic violence charities please stay safe and get help and then she listed a bunch of numbers now When I saw that Camilla had released a statement um, over Twitter, I assumed it was about Charles because, of course, it's her husband who is sick. But I thought it was really admirable that uh, instead – of course, she is self-isolating and staying away from Charles, as they said last week. But I thought it was really – important and really special coming from Camilla that she would make a point that this is a really scary moment for those in domestic violence situations, you know, just bringing up that new cause. And it's clearly a a cause she cares about a lot. And I'm so glad that this is the angle she went with, you know, Mm -hmm. it just, I, I wasn't expecting it. And I'm really glad that that's how they went about it.
1: And then we've also heard from William and Caitlin. I just g-chatted you this link. (laughs) Thank you. But they posted on the Kensington Royal Instagram account a picture of William working from home and Kate working from home. And they wrote, self-isolation and social distancing can pose huge challenges to our mental health. In recent weeks, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have been in regular contact with organizations and patronages to understand the issues they're facing during this difficult time. And so there's a picture of William with his laser jet printer on full display um, <laughs> like with lots of cords right on a yes like a small little end table like your dad would have and then Kate is in her <laughs> more um, formal office with a bunch of uh, like penguin classic novels and it's very like picture perfect and she's wearing her Marks and Spencer outfit so it must have been that yeah, same day. very beautiful desk yeah so They're working from home. And then we also have another update from William. Yes. So this is just today.
0: On the day we are recording, um, we saw a report from the Sun that um, Prince William is itching to return to work as an air ambulance pilot to help on the front lines of the coronavirus crisis. Um, So he and the the rest of the Cambridges are, of course, at Anmer Hall in Norfolk, but that's where he was living when he flew the air ambulance. Um, So, yeah, there are reports that he would like to get back to that work, which I, I understand. And I know it's work that he found really meaningful. It's what he was doing at the beginning of. Uh, his marriage to kate and so um he re- he earlier this month became patron of the london air ambulance charity um and at the time the the director there Garrett Emerson said i know he would be welcome anytime um with the service so that's really interesting I don't know if it will actually happen because again it's really dangerous um for anybody to be taking on new work that requires being in public and he is an heir and that can't be ignored, but I, I could really see that for him. You know, I always think back to both of the the boys, you know, uh, military service and public work, because I think that's where they feel the most useful. And that's why they really mm-hmm. like to return to it when possible. So I could really see that from him. We'll see how it develops. Um, I don't yeah. know. I liked it. And though. normally
1: I wouldn't trust a tabloid report, but they seem to have a lot of Cambridge information over at the, yeah, sun, the sun so. the sun usually gets the good stuff from the
0: cambridges so i could sort of see that um being true i can understand that desire um we also got the sweetest uh, i i i thought that this happened earlier last week and maybe we forgot to talk about it on last week's episode but no the time-space continuum has truly collapsed, something Lisa and I have always struggled with. But the Cambridge kids released that clapping video right after we recorded. Oh, right. Yeah, it was so, so sweet. This is truly what I need from the royals in this miserable time. Um, they released the loveliest video of Prince George, Prince Louis, and Princess Charlotte clapping um, for you know medical per- personnel all around the country and around the world. And there's so much to love about that video. But of course... Of course, my favorite part is Prince Louis looking up at both of his siblings, because the the older two kids are clapping sort of normally, and he, as a almost two-year-old, is struggling to clap (laughs) in unison with them. And he keeps doing it, and then his attention span wanes, and he looks up at his brother and then at his sister to be like, are we still doing this? Just checking. Are we still clapping? Should I still be clapping? (laughs) It's just like very, very, very sweet. And he's it takes so much effort for him to put his hands together. he's almost too clapping requires a lot of brain power i'm really proud of him for doing that it was a really good are you saying he's a genius Um,
1: and if so i cannot wait i am saying he's a genius please please okay amazing (laughs) from (laughs) your insider knowledge as somebody who watched an instagram video of him clapping (laughs) baby genius. front page news um also one more
0: thing on the social media beat we got that amazing um picture of the queen chatting with boris johnson over the phone now again they do a weekly audience as we've i really only know that from the crown i don't think i would have known that otherwise um but of course they can't do it in person because like her son um the queen's prime minister also has coronavirus so um they released photos of the two of them chatting on the phone um i tweeted about this but there were a couple of things i adored about that photo mm-hmm. one the corgi figurines Two, really? the horse figurines. <laughs> Three, the queen is wearing pearls. Four, the queen is wearing a purple blouse with a purple cardigan over it. And five, they're both using curly phones. Like, all oh, right. I've been using a cell phone since 2002. That's when I got my first one in high school. Um, and I'm sure they have cell phones as well. But no, for this official call, they are on landlines with curly cords. Um, just very sweet.
1: Kate and William were also on landlines. I oh, guess yeah, everyone right. just loves landlines.
0: Wild, like in their offices, I suppose. It makes sense. Um, And for security reasons, secure lines, I'm sure that's a, that's a very real thing for them. But still, just to see a curly cord reminded me of my grandmother's phone. And so it just, it warmed my heart on so many, so many levels. Um, but I think that's about it. Shall we share the news we have about royally obsessed future
1: yes so of course as we've said this is our last show but it's not the last episode of the show um we're stepping down from hosting duties but there is a pair of new hosts that will come on so taking over our royal hosting duties will be rachel
0: bowie and roberta fiorito from pure wow who are just as royally obsessed as we are their first episode is coming out next week so make sure to stay subscribed uh, make sure to give them all the stars Be very nice to them because they are lovely ladies. They're big Royals fans and they're such wonderful people. And we're so excited to have them take up the steed. Is that a, is that a phrase that people use? Is that a language?
1: I mean, I'm a professional writer. Like a horse.
0: (laughs) So it fits. (laughs) Like a horse. It's Queen Elizabeth thing. loves
1: horses. Because Queen
0: Elizabeth. Thank you, Lisa. Again, we're so excited for Rachel and Roberta. And also, they have name alliteration, which we could not offer you. Um, yes,
1: unfortunately, we can't.
0: We could not. So, we're so excited for them. Please keep listening. Thank you for everything. Um, and now, on to this week's highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. Of course, we thought we should do some highs and lows of the show um, in general, because also we wouldn't have very interesting highs and lows from this week. Low is corona forever, you know. High is Cambridge Kids clapping. But what's your what's your show low, Lisa?
1: Our experience with the tabloids, has been simultaneously infuriating and absolutely hilarious. I, I cannot imagine, like, I can't wrap my head around the fact that these tabloids will listen to us where we're drinking and we're just chatting. And the whole point is have a lighthearted conversation and then take what we say as gospel. And it's been really funny to watch because I just, I can't stop laughing. So my favorite of course is when we observed that Louis could walk and then the the headlines were about the big new role he was going to take on next year.
0: Yeah, we had, we had, discussed that now that he can sort of walk, maybe he would be in James Middleton's wedding. And so the headline was like the big role that Prince Louis is taking on next year, which I mean, the irony of course is now James Middleton's wedding is not happening. So we're not going to see that anyway. So we were especially wrong in our prediction there. Um, Another one that I pulled back, like I went back into my Google alerts and found this one, was when I observed, like I have this theory that we never see, or before this, we never saw Prince George as a baby with Harry. They were never photographed together. And my theory was that Harry was single and childless and that it would sort of frame him as a spinster. That was like just my own weird theory and then that was picked up that this is the secret reason why harry is never photographed with his nephew so that's so bizarre. also they
1: said i said it
0: right it was me it was me i literally never um, thought about
1: that before
0: <laughs> another one for me was i suspect and i still do okay that Meghan markle was wearing extensions when they announced their engagement her hair is so 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 full at that engagement announcement with the white coat that I think she was wearing extensions and it was like revealed Meghan Markle wore extensions. I wasn't there. I didn't do her hair that day.
1: Um, I just think she had extensions in. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> standing on by it. <laughs> okay. So then another low and a different note is just the fact that we're having to record this episode apart. I genuinely, when we decided this months ago, I thought, okay, we'll like drink I'll have a bottle of champagne and then we'll go out for dinner later and we'll just have like a drunk night and like, you know, and still cry. get back to our apartments at 10 p.m. because that's how I roll. But like still, <laughs> we were going to have like a big blowout and it was going to be you and me like an amazing night. But instead, I'm in my tiny apartment in Brooklyn and you are in an apartment in Manhattan and we are so far away. Yeah, like seven and a half
0: miles. I've done the I've done the, the mileage. I'm yeah, I'm really sad that we have to end this way with subpar audio. Um, I've never appreciated the wonderful work of our producers more than listening to how we sound on <laughs> Skype and Zoom. My voice is even thinner and more New Jersey on this version of recording, which makes me sad. Um, I'm sad I couldn't see our producers in person one last time, though I will haunt them mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives, so that's fine. Um, Especially pictures
1: of their kids. We're gonna <laughs>
0: Um, Just a bummer that it has to go out this way, but um, obviously, there are much bigger bummers in the world than Lisa and I missing each other a whole lot. So, let's go on to some highs. What are some of your highs from the show, Lisa?
1: Oh, okay. So, the night before the royal wedding, the night before Megan and Harry's wedding, we've talked about this before, but we got to go to the plaza, which is this iconic hotel in New York City that. I guess it's empty right now. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But we had this amazing night where we were invited to a rehearsal dinner and we got to record there. And it was just so magical. And I was still kind of in shock that I was even – Being allowed to host a podcast. So I was like, what is happening? I'm hosting a podcast at the plaza.
0: Yeah, it was really, really fun. And we knew we had so much to look forward to. We had the wedding just hours away and we were just so excited about it. And then later the day of the actual wedding, we got back together in Long Island city where our studio was. And we recorded a completely manic caffeine fueled episode (laughs) recapping the wedding that had just happened hours before. It was just such a wild weekend. It was such a happy, happy time it was spring love was in the air it was extremely different from where we find ourselves now so that is um definitely a super high for me i also shortly after that we had um we had prince louis was born and when we recorded the or was that before sorry that was before right no he was born before the wedding so when yeah. he was born in april um we thought his name was going to be arthur and i believe we recorded an entire episode calling him arthur Don't – please don't look it up. We loved baby Artie. Yeah, we kept calling him baby Artie. Don't look it up um, because, first of all, it's like our third episode, so we sound terrible and uncomfortable. But um, we assumed (laughs) he was going to be named Arthur because that was like the clear choice. And then, of course, we were wrong. So, um, whoops on that. Another high for me was just the day that the Cambridges released the video – um, of them, of all the kids frolicking in Kate's garden and we got to hear all the kids yelling and Princess Charlotte saying ooh la la and ooh la la <laughs> it was so cute <laughs> and Louis like toddling into the camera that was just such a such such a high point um, I love that so much and I love that I when they released that it was like a Sunday afternoon and I was getting delirious tweets and DMs and Facebook messages from Lisa and also from all the listeners um, and my forever high is you know forming a relationship with Lisa out of this not and forming a relationship with all of you, having this warm, wonderful community. Um, you know, when we announced this last week and all the messages from you guys and... You know all the the sadness. Not that I, you know, need all this ego boost. Yes, I do. I do. But um, <laughs> it was really nice to hear from you guys, um, all the messages and DMs, and everybody saying how much this has meant to them and how it's entertained them on Thursday mornings. And I really, I remain shocked that anybody would want to listen to us. I'm not saying that in a self loathing way. I'm just like, we just do this crazy thing, just the two of us, and then it actually means something to people. Has been truly shocking and wonderful and I will miss it a whole a whole lot um yes
1: yeah it's so mind boggling and I was really surprised by all the really lovely messages which I don't mean in a self-effacing way I just kind of thought okay Caitlin and I are moving on to the next thing and <laughs> yeah. everyone else is just moving on to the next thing and so it meant a lot to get all those messages that was really sweet yeah
0: we appreciate it so much. But don't be too sad because you can absolutely keep listening and you can send our new hosts emails at, at com to ask them any and all questions about the royals. Please stay subscribed to the podcast and leave us and them five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Here is a real review from Stop Tripping, which <laughs> is a great username. Will you read this, I love Lisa? It.
1: Sure. Um, they write, thank you ladies for your unbiased coverage of the royals. It's been great listening to you on my commute to work. Here's a suggestion for your last episode. Let's be royally obsessed. Tell us each of your favorite or memorable moments for each individual royal, queen, her kids, grandkids, and great grandkids, but let's do it by their age, oldest to youngest. <laughs> um, you'll have a lot to cover, so move quickly and no discussions, disagreements. It'll be fun and a great way to end the show. Stay safe and blessings on your future endeavors. Oh, my God. I don't even know if we have time.
0: I don't know if we do have time. We've tried it so much. If I knew this letter was coming, this is why I should have prepared for it.
1: My goodness. Yeah, if only um, we read the rundown. Um. Okay, Queen. I don't know. I like her with horses. I love all the pictures of her with horses. She's like – she is very stoic, which she has to be as a monarch. But, like, you get a horse in front of her and that lady is happy.
0: I love that I like video. It. I don't even know where it's from, but that video that always pops up as a meme where horses appear and she's in a crowd and she goes, Ooh, horses. And it's just like, you can clearly see her mouthing it. I love, love that moment. Uh, I think we'll have to stop there because I don't know. It's, it's just time you guys. It's time. You can follow the show on Instagram at Royally obsessed podcast and join our Facebook group, royally obsessed. You can keep on following me if you want. I hope you do. I like feeling popular and beloved on Instagram, um, as we all do, and you can follow me there at heykmenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z, thanks to that one listener who wrote in months ago and said that I say it too fast, because now I say it, (laughs) H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z, on Twitter and Instagram. Where can people follow you, Lisa?
1: You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Raya, that's L-I-S-A-R-Y-A, and as I've said before, it's because Lisa Ryan was taken.
0: Thank you guys so much for everything. Uh, Until next week, until next time, God save the pod.
1: We love you. We love
0: you.
1: you. Mm -hmm. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a Gallery Podcast production.